This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 17th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. While many continue to struggle with the impact of COVID, or at the very least, no others who do, it is a breath of fresh air hearing from someone like Mike Bidwell last week, Mike being the president and CEO of Neighborly, previously known as the Dwyer Group. If you set aside the amazing year that they've had as a company last year and just honed in on Mike's personal story, there would have been plenty there to inspire you. But despite the pandemic and its impact globally, under Mike's leadership, Neighborly ended 2020 plus 382 new franchises awarded across 26 franchise brands and recorded global sales of $2.5 billion. And if that's not enough, in addition, they also added five brands to the portfolio of franchised concepts, bringing their number of franchisees up to more than 4,500 and their support team to over 1,000 people across eight corporate support centers in Germany, the UK, the USA, and Canada. Hats off to you, Mike, and to Neighborly for an incredible year, and I'm certain an incredible year ahead in 2021. This week, we do it all again, as I'll be joined by Adam Long, president of Home Team Inspection Services. Home Team puts a very different twist on their support of the residential real estate brokerage business, and moreover, how home inspections get done. Their culture, as much as their technology, sits at the center of that success. I'll be back in two minutes or less to discuss all of this and more with Adam Long, president of Home Team Inspection Service. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zor Forum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zor Forum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zor Forum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zor Forum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive set so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zor Forum. Learn more at zorforum.org. That's www.zorforum.org. Adam Long is president of Home Team Inspection Service. He's been with Home Team for over 15 years, serving as president for nearly the last five. Adam has an extensive background in technology and is responsible for the development of the current platforms that are one of the cornerstones of their ongoing success and growth. Adam is also a results-oriented leader who keenly focuses on the proper management of expectations as he implements Home Team's strategic vision for sustainable growth through sensible 
franchising. Adam Long, welcome to Franchise Today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Happy to have you here. It's an intriguing space that you're in that I've always had a lot of interest in as my roots in franchising have been from the real estate industry. And every now and then I like to get plugged back into what the road not traveled for me looks like today. And from what I've learned about your brand, about Home Team, there's an awful lot going on that's very different in terms of home inspection than might have been the case back in my years of working around the residential real estate world. So we're going to learn about all that as we unpack the interview today. But let's start the way I always do. And that's asking you, Adam, to take us back to that moment in time where franchising discovered you and how that looked, how that happened. Well, I first learned about franchising while working at the local McDonald's during high school when I met the store's franchise owner. The memory stands out because he owned several restaurants. He was a retired military and he used to challenge the employees to push-up contests after hours. And I just remember in retrospect, thinking uh, that it was interesting that, uh, that he owned the business and he owned a, a concept that, uh, that was McDonald's. Uh, and I, at that time, of course, being 16 years old, I didn't quite understand uh, the franchising concept. And to tell you the truth, I didn't think much more about it uh, until well after college. And so I studied computer science uh, during college. And after graduation, I worked for several companies prior to Home Team. But I was hired in home, by Home Team in 2004 to manage their technology and to specifically develop a collaborative on-site home inspection software for their franchises to use during home inspections. So they hired me because of my technology background and uh, I came to the franchise and, and realized that the home inspection industry was very much in need of software uh, to use out in the field. And so prior to uh, us releasing the software around 2005, uh, the teams of home inspectors and really home inspectors in the industry used paper notes during the inspection and then typed up those notes on a desktop later that day. And so uh, after we launched that uh, home team software, which was actually built on the Pocket PC platform, which was similar to Palm Pilots uh, back in 2005, I continued to focus to improve efficiency uh, with home team using technology. And as digital marketing and social media became popular during the mid to late 2000s, I was promoted to vice president and I managed both technology and marketing for home team. Over the next several years, I received my MBA and I completed my certified franchise executive program from the IFA where I really learned about franchising and uh, met with many other franchise executives and further honed my business and franchise skills. And then about five years ago, I was promoted to president of Home Team and uh, now focus my attention on strategic vision and franchisee success. So in a quick nutshell, um, that's how I became affiliated with both franchising and Home Team. And I'm um, more than happy to elaborate if you have any further questions. Yeah, I do. I wanted to ask you to, to rewind again to, you said it was 05, I believe, that you joined Home Team. 04. So, 04. so where were you in front of that and in what capacities were you working around franchising prior to Home Team? So prior to Home Team, I had no franchise experience. I had worked in the banking industry after college. Uh, I focused, uh, like I said, on um, project management of software projects. And that's specifically why I was hired Home Team, uh, to be the project manager and to develop their next software tool. And so other than my software experience, I, I did not have any franchising experience and I did not have any home inspection experience at that time, other than I had sold and uh, bought and sold a few homes and, and seen a home inspection in person, but never uh, a home team inspection. So your learning curve was pretty extreme, wasn't it? You were learning about the inspection business itself and about franchising while in real time, in the real laboratory, if you will, you were on the job training, weren't you? 
Exactly. You know, I've spent uh, the, the vast majority of my post-college uh, uh, career with Home Team. I've been with Home Team for 17 years now. And so everything that I learned about, about franchising came from Home Team and then eventually came from my interactions with, with the International Franchise Association. But it was a great, uh, a great way to learn about franchising. So rather than coming in at, at more of an executive role or on the flip side, rather than you know, growing up in a, in a franchising family, I learned franchising from the, from the inner workings as, a, as, a, as an employee. And then as I kind of moved up the, uh, the ranks and, and learned more about home team and franchising, I really developed a love of franchising. And that's why I'm still here today. I so much enjoy working with the individual franchises. When I, when I realized the benefit that home team provided with that particular project uh, to give them software that literally saved them hours per day, I saw how to equate the support that franchises give to their franchisees and the benefit that they get that get from that. And it, and it really gave me this desire to help small business owners. And that's that's why I come to work every day to help these small business owners. It's a, it's a very enjoyable and a very rewarding career. So what portion of your time is spent anymore around IT or around <laughs> technology? Do you find yourself having to wean yourself from that because it's passion, but really not the purpose of your day-to-day any longer? So how, does that, how do you make that work? No, that's a great question. So in the past, when I first transitioned from more of a, of a supportive role to franchisees to more of a, of a management role, yes, I would definitely still get the occasional call from franchisees wanting assistance with their software or, or asking a computer related question, et cetera. I've moved past that uh, as I've been in a very much leadership role, including the president for the last five years. Uh, so I don't get those calls anymore. And to tell you the truth, my IT staff uh, sometimes has to help me with things sometimes. Of course, I have a, a very good understanding of technology and the methodology behind it, the efficiencies. But as far as uh, you know, the actual supporting of our systems now, I have an excellent staff with a tremendous technology background that focuses on those franchisees. But I will tell you the occasional 20 plus your franchise might still send me a text and, hmm. and ask me a question about their iPhone. I, I won't lie. That still happens <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> How did you go about getting yourself schooled on franchising? So in the first years prior to the last five, where you weren't really at the helm, you had a whole need to learn not just your industry, but the prats and pitfalls of franchising and development and disclosure and what you can and cannot do. How did you get all that? I mean, IFA is several events a year, perhaps, but I'm sure you needed much more than that to get yourself up to speed. What did you do for that? Where did you go for that? Yes. In addition to what I learned through the IFA, what I really gained knowledge from is creating relationships with other individuals, with other franchise organizations. Of course, I learned from the people within my own organization. I, I learned from the leaders within Home Team. Uh, the original founder of Home Team from 30 years ago is still very involved in the business. But what I did is I strategically developed relationships with other individuals in franchising. And so I learned very early as you make decisions in franchising, the best thing that you can do. And I now tell new franchise individuals and executives about this. Whenever I make a decision, whether it be choosing a new supplier or working with a new franchise broker or, um, or developing uh, you know, some updates to our franchise disclosure document, I always reach out to a vast group of individuals within the IFA and get their opinion. Uh, I've spent countless hours over the years talking to other vice presidents, presidents, marketing directors, franchise development managers, et cetera, and just picking their brains and learning about franchise. And I owe the majority of my knowledge from those conversations over the years. And a lot of those relationships developed by attending those IFA 
events, but you'd be surprised how many people in franchising, if you just give them a call or shoot them an email and ask if you could speak with them for 45 minutes about a subject, you know, other franchisors are very willing to share that knowledge. And, and that's where I gained a lot of my knowledge over the years. Well, I won't be surprised to know that because I've lived that and breathed that for the past 30 some odd years. I will validate it though, that you are 100% correct. It confounds people who come to franchising from other verticals that get into the franchise side. And even if they're food or in businesses that are franchised as well as company owned, if they cross over to this side, they're blown away by the caring, the sharing, and how passionate people are about doing those kinds of things to help others, which is the backbone of what makes the business model tick in the first place. But from the outside in, it just makes people scratch their head with wonder. They don't get it. It's tough to get your head around something that when you come from a business that you're a manager and you've got people that report to you and you tell them what to do, and then you become a franchise executive and in the similar role in the restaurant, you're trying to get things done from people who are franchisees, not subordinates, you very quickly need to learn the difference in culture in a franchise world or you're just not going to make it. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. I would totally agree. And understanding the difference between a franchisor and a franchisee is something that's imperative to a successful leadership within a franchise organization. Very fortunately, I was given the opportunity about seven years ago to be strategically involved in a company-controlled franchise location, meaning that we made the decision because Home Team did not have any company locations and hadn't for well over 15 years to open a uh, Home Team location in Columbus. And so Prior to, to my role as president, one of the, uh, the aspects of my position was to hire the individual that managed that franchise, uh, was to do the initial hires for the home inspectors, and to really manage that business from Cincinnati. It was a Columbus location for about two years. And so that gave me a really great insight, even though I wasn't necessarily the franchisee per se, because I was so involved in the operations, the daily operations of that franchise and what the franchisees would go through. It really opened my eyes to, to some of the difficulties and, and some of the things that franchisees have to deal with. And so I, I believe that that was a, a tremendous opportunity. And fortunately, uh, we actually sold that franchise back to my first hire, who was the regional manager. Uh, and he is now uh, the home team owner of that franchise and has become very successful. And so that's exciting to see as well. How sweet is that? That's a great story. That's a great story. I'd love to learn more about the brand and its life cycle. You say 30 years long, franchising since when? So we began franchising in 1992. So we're just about on our 30th anniversary. And the business was operating with the original founder prior to the beginning of franchising or did it start as a franchise company? No, he was operating prior to franchising. So he was in uh, the home building industry and he was interested in home inspections, which at that time, less than 20% of homes were inspected. And so as he started to, uh, to dabble in home inspections, which was becoming uh, more of a need, uh, he spoke with uh, real estate agents and, and asked them, you know, what, uh, what what did they like about home inspectors and, and what did they not like? And uh, they mostly focused on what they didn't like. And what they didn't like about home inspectors back in the early 90s was that they were not professional at all um, and that they took a tremendous amount of time, not only to book the inspection, but once the inspection took place to, to do the inspection and then to uh, to give the report to the client and to the agent. And so he took that feedback and basically developed um, a strategy of using a team approach, 
where instead of sending out one inspector, which is very normal in the industry, he sent out two inspectors, of which he was the master inspector of that initial team. And in addition to selling those two inspectors, he also professionalized the industry in that uh, he actually had his inspectors wear a tie to the inspections because re- back then real estate agents wore ties, bankers wore ties, so he wore ties. And so he basically had it uh, in a nutshell, he called it the team, the tie, and the time. The team of inspectors, the tie to be professional, and the time was that the team of inspectors could do the inspection in half the time. And when he realized how impactful that was to realtors, he had a friend that was in franchising and he, uh, he decided to franchise the business right around 92, 93 and took that first business and then multiplied it to two and three. And eventually here we are. Are the ties still being worn today? That's a great question. So I was, I was there when we decided to get rid of the ties. <laughs> As you can imagine, you look at, at the past, I mean, tie suits, you know, those types of things were, were very part of uh, professionalism. But most industries today, regardless of how professional they are, uh, a tie is, is not uh, a normal component of that. And so, as you can imagine, if, if you've been through uh, the sale of a home, your realtor doesn't wear a tie. In fact, your banker doesn't wear a tie anymore. I, I was in the banking industry. I, I remember you know, showing up in a suit every day, and now that same industry rarely wears a tie. And so there was a time when we made the decision that professionalism no longer required a tie. And so our franchise is still dressed very professionally in branded attire, but that professionalism no longer has a tie. And I will tell you, we had some holdouts. We had some franchisees that were wearing ties years after we no longer utilize them. And uh, and they felt it was very important. But at this time, no one wears a tie to a home inspection. We still wear ties and suits to real estate offices for meetings occasionally, but no longer on the inspection, but still very professional. Well, old habits sometimes die hard. Exactly. And while realtors may not be wearing ties any longer, they're still wearing lots of bling and driving expensive cars. <laughs> well, some things remain the same and are timeless. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, Adam, I want to get more into the conversation about how technology has driven those changes, how residential real estate brokerage has changed over the course of the years since I've been around it. And the inspection business then too has probably come along for the ride with some changes culturally, not just technology-wise. So we've got a lot to unpack and we've got the time to do it. We're going to take a quick break and return with Adam Long, president of Home Team Home Inspectors. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. This portion of Franchise Today is brought to you by Zoracle, providers of spot-on profiles, the gold standard of assessment tools that assure you're selecting the right franchisees every time. Unlike DISC or others that simply gauge personality or communication styles, Zoracle's spot-on assessments are all franchise-specific and based upon seven sciences that nail the results each and every time. Your prospects simply answer a few questions online, and like magic, Zoracle's algorithms scientifically slice, dice, and analyze their thresholds for risk, their business acumen, and even their propensity for single or multi-unit ownership. Zoracle's spot-on analysis is like having a crystal ball, but there's no hoodoo here. It's all based upon science that flawlessly determines franchisee, franchisor compatibility, and accurately predicts performance. Why don't you schedule a demo today and take a complimentary look and see for yourself. It's the closest thing to a sure thing. Zoracle, spot on assessments based on science, but delivering results that seem simply magical. Check them out at www.zoracleprofiles.com. 
And my conversation with Adam Long, president of Home Team Home Inspectors, continues. And we've talked about some of the differences between ties and no ties, things that have changed traditionally over years. And in franchising, as in any business, things are dynamic, so change is certain. What are the other things that have changed that have added a new dynamic to a business like yours? We started with technology being your backyard. How has technology influenced the home inspection business and how has it done so uniquely here? Yes, uh, technology has really changed the home inspection industry over the last 30 years. As you can imagine, the technology that was uh, was available 30 years ago versus versus today. You know, I've been with Home Team for a little little longer than half of those 30 years, and so I'll focus more on the on the main changes that uh, that were during my time here. But if you took uh, a step back in time and, and you looked at what home inspectors did back in the early 90s, it was it was really just a, a summary of the home. A lot of people, of course, there was no licensing back then. There wasn't really a lot of regulation for home inspectors. And home inspectors would, in most cases, just kind of give a verbal uh, overview of, of anything that they found in the home. And that started to uh, to evolve into uh, into paper reports. And so most uh, inspectors back then just did a checklist. So you just have a checklist of, uh, of the different uh, components of the home. Does it work? Does it not work? Is it present? Is it not present? Is it in good condition, bad condition, et cetera? And so uh, Home Team was very early in realizing that uh, the checklist uh, was a bit of a disservice to clients and that we felt that summarizing the condition of the home and not just the problems of the home was the best avenue. And so Home Team created uh, what we call a a narrative report. And so instead of just being a a several page checklist of the things that were were wrong with the home, we would give a narrative summarization of the home. We, We called it an introduction to your home. And we felt that uh, that both agents and clients would utilize this in, in a much more beneficial way. Not only did it focus on the items uh, within the home that needed to be reviewed or needed to be negotiated or corrected, but it also gave a, kind of a recognition of the good components of the home as well. And uh, and that really caught on with uh, with real estate agents and clients. And then as technology advanced and I entered the stage, we realized that uh, there was a really distinct need for home inspection software that took place during the home inspection. And so in the uh, early 2000s, most home inspectors were still doing either paper reports or they were taking notes and uh, and finishing them at a computer when they got back. And so the addition of of inspectors actually using technology in the home to collect the information. Like I said, uh, we implemented pocket PCs so that our franchisees could take a stylus and easily fill out the information and then collaborate on a home computer when they got back. And then that's, of course, moved into the digital age of, of cloud computing. So our franchises now take iPads or iPhones and collect the information. It's in real time. They're communicating with each other collaboratively through the cloud. Uh, and that report is available to the agents and the clients, usually the same day as the inspection. So technology has really simplified the process of collecting the information, and it's given clients and realtors uh, a much better final report. And then two, you've got a changing era now with COVID-19 and the impact that it's had on business and communities and people's lives in general. But yours is a really, really touchy business, isn't it? Because you're bringing people into the home to get deep into the bedrooms, the kitchen. They're all over the house. It's not like you're bringing somebody into your home to fix one thing in one place. How have you managed to be able to give consumers comfort that you've got people, not even one person, but a team 
of people that are coming through your house doing these inspections? That's a great question. When COVID really started to uh, to expedite, we worked with our franchise owners very quickly to ensure that uh, they had the proper protective equipment. You know, the great thing about technology is meetings such as Zoom uh, and other softwares allowed our franchisees to communicate with realtors and clients if they didn't want to attend the inspection. And so our uh, franchise owners would send their teams in with their protective gear, with the masks and the gloves and the hand sanitizer and everything that was needed to perform the inspection. And then if someone was not comfortable with meeting them at the inspection, which was very common during the early parts of the pandemic, then the inspectors would do a, a FaceTime call or a Zoom meeting and basically explain the findings and go throughout the home. And so even though home inspections using a team are a very high touch situation, our franchise owners ensured that their teams use the proper equipment while they were going throughout the home and then wipe down all all the high touch services. And we're still doing that. We're still offering that during this uh, aspect of the COVID pandemic. However, people are much more willing to come to the inspection, of course, still wearing their mask and taking the proper precautions. But that initial online communication is not as prevalent as it was when uh, when COVID first happened. What are you seeing just market wise in terms of where I live in the Atlanta area? There's a real shortage of inventory. People are staying hunkered down. They're in their homes. They're spending money repairing their homes and making them more livable. I think COVID's influence is certainly being felt there as well. But how does that impact your business as well? And you are growing and I know you're doing really, really well with growth, but you got to have transactions happening for your business to grow. And so is the market down or is it just inventory that's down? So inventory is down in 2021. It's a very healthy real estate market. And, right. and one of the main reasons for that is because of people working from home, a much larger number of people working from home, we've seen a tremendous amount of people wanting to move out of smaller homes where they didn't have the comfortability of, of working from home or, or educating their uh, their children at home, and also moving in many times out of bigger cities and into more suburban areas. And so there's always going to be a life cycle of the home buyer and the home seller. People are going to downsize when they retire. People are going to buy bigger homes when they have children. People are going to get new jobs and move across the country. And so that's the great thing about home team and about real estate. There's always that base number of home inspections that are happening, regardless of all uh, other things that are affecting the situation. But what COVID's done is it's driven, like I said, a lot of people to look for new homes. But what it's also done is it's caused many people to hunker down in their homes and not put their homes up for sale. And so what that's done is it's created a, a low inventory. It's created high home values. It's, it's created a lot of bidding wars throughout the country, people to get homes. Um, but those homes are still selling and our inspectors are still inspecting. And so during COVID, Home Team has really focused its efforts on communicating with franchise owners, showing them how to use social media and encouraging them to reach out to real estate agents and say, how can we help? So to take a, a step back to the early days of COVID, when everybody was was much more concerned uh, about uh, you know the high touch services and things such as that, franchises would help real estate agents with yard signs. They would actually volunteer to help them move yard signs from one home to another, either because they didn't want to leave their houses or because they didn't have their children home during home care. Franchise owners would help with anything that real estate agents needed. They would help create homemade masks. They would make homemade hand sanitizer and, and give that out to agents. And, and the reason that those things are important is not only that they helped during a difficult situation when people needed help in order to buy and sell homes, 
but it really showed agents that uh, that home team wasn't just about itself. It, it was it was there to help. It was there to help them in their real estate transactions. And because of that, realtors have remembered that as we've gone through that COVID pandemic. And so home team, even with lower home sales and lowered inventory over the last year has seen a 20% increase in volume because of that focused effort on how can we help. And so real estate agents have really looked toward home team as uh, as the individuals that can not only do the home inspections, but help them kind of maneuver through this complicated COVID situation. And so uh, we've seen a lot of great benefits from that. Talking about real estate agents, agents are usually the ones who order up inspections. I wonder in today's litigious world, where do liabilities fall for that? If an agent, a buyer agent recommends home team and something that you pass on an inspection becomes problematic down the road, how does that all work itself out? It's a great question. So real estate agents do refer the majority of home inspections because real estate relationships are an integral component of the real estate transaction. Buyers trust their agents to assist them during the complicated process of buying and selling a home. Most people only buy and sell a home once every five to 10 years. And so they're not familiar with the contractual aspect. Uh, They don't understand the negotiating side. Uh, They're not familiar with home inspections. And so the reason they hire a professional real estate agent is because they trust that agent. And then the reason that agents trust home team is because they know that home team is going to offer a professional, reliable partner who works with them to help their clients clearly understand the home inspection process as well as the inspection reports. We are working with the clients and with the agents. We're not going to pull any punches. We're not going to not disclose something that we see at a home inspection to benefit an agent, of course. But what we aren't going to do also is we're not going to be alarmist. The job of a home inspector in our realm, two home inspectors, is to give a very clear and concise explanation of the home during the time of the inspection. We're not going into the home and just pointing out things that are wrong. We're explaining why something might be wrong. We're explaining why something might be a safety issue or why something might need to be replaced in the future. And what that does is it gives the client who's already made the decision mentally to purchase the home, it gives them all the information they need to finalize that decision or to further negotiate with the seller before that real estate transaction is closed. And because of that, realtors are are willing to recommend a home team as a home inspector. Keeping in mind that sometimes they'll recommend multiple home inspectors and then the client will go online and decide based on their independent research. But in the majority of the cases, realtors are recommending a professional home inspector to their clients. A sidebar question that might be off the reservation a little bit. In Atlanta, where I reside, there's an awful lot of these guaranteed sale programs now where no showings, no nothing, you know, we'll buy your house. And those agents or brokers that are running those types of businesses, I'm sure are are in every bit as much need of inspection as anyone. What do you see in that in terms of a trend? Is that something that you think is going to continue to last? Or is that just something that's cycling through because of low inventory and the ability for people to just get out quickly? So low inventory and increasing home values are leading to that being a more popular trend. If home values increase at a more standard rate, then it's important that home sellers get what they need out of that particular home. And that is more using the standard, putting your house on the market and going through the standard processes. In most cases where there's a guaranteed sale or something such as Zillow offers where you know Zillow offers to uh, to purchase your home. Those homes are purchased in most cases at a price that is lower 
than if that person were to put their house on the market and go through the normal process. And so although we pay very close attention and we work with those types of agents and organizations, because fortunately, home inspections are still needed during those process, we do feel that that is something that will continue, but is not going to make up a majority of the transactions that take place. Like I said, it was a sidebar question, but it was one that occurred to me. So who better to ask than you? I would love to take the time left to us, Adam, to talk about the franchise development side of your business and what goals and objectives you've got there and who you're looking for, who makes a good franchisee and how do you assure that what you're bringing into the team is consistent both culturally as well as professionally with your community standards? So Home Team is very focused on franchise development, but we use kind of a two-word mantra in franchise development, which is careful growth. There's one thing I've learned about franchising is that franchises can grow too quickly. They can award too many franchises. They cannot be careful who they're awarding franchises to. And because of that, they either have a higher failure rate or they have a lower support satisfaction rate. And so we've been very careful in our growth. Yes, Home Team wants to grow. Home Team wants to continue to award franchises and and spread our national footprint across the United States. But we've done that very carefully. And so we've set very focused growth efforts in different regions of the country and different numbers, knowing that our support staff, our, our business coaches can only support so many new franchises per year. And so we focused that growth effort on that careful growth, but we've also met those goals as well. And so to answer your question about who we're looking for, we're looking for a motivated self-starter, somebody that's got leadership capabilities or leadership background and very strong interpersonal communication skills, because you have to be able to network and build relationships with real estate professionals. But bottom line, if we can get somebody with that type of background and they're willing to work hard and follow the proven home team plan, they're going to be successful every single time. Because if someone follows that plan and puts the work into it, the great thing about the home inspection industry and specifically the home team model, it's a very strong industry uh, with a very strong uh, revenue growth plan. And home team has very specific differentiators. The team and the professionalism and the technology advances really puts us in a, in a different place than your average single home inspector. And so new franchises can go into a market and quickly gain market share because they're offering something different to clients and agents that they're not accustomed to. How large are your territories and are you offering multi-unit programs or a single owner operator only? So we do only offer uh, initial franchises or initial franchises territories. We do allow after a franchise has proven themselves to be extremely successful in a franchise territory to purchase a second territory, but not until their third year in business. And the reason behind that is our franchise territories are dramatically larger than the franchise territories territories that most home inspection franchise would offer. And the reason for that is we're not focusing on single inspectors. Each and every franchise that we award is a franchise owner that can build multiple teams within that territory. And so it's going to take them several years to get to capacity on that territory. And by then, they're going to have a very, very successful business with three or more teams of inspectors with with a really high revenue. And so our territories are very large. And for that reason, we don't have a lot of franchise owners that own multiple territories. I think the question that I get asked very often from prospective candidates, and this question is usually asked during the discovery process as they've started to talk to our franchises, is they ask why we have such a great culture at Home Team. I very often hear the words family or family atmosphere when franchise prospects talk to our franchise owners. 
And the reason for that is, is home team very much cares about each and every franchise. And I'm not saying other franchisors don't, but we put a lot of time and effort into the success of the franchises. We care about the success and we realize that their success equals our success. Many of the employees within our company, uh, including our business coaches, have owned small businesses in the past. So they understand the difficulties of, of starting a business. And we realize that even though Home Team isn't uh, the most expensive franchise that you can purchase, you're committing yourselves to 10 years and a pretty sizable financial investment to open a Home Team franchise. And so because of that, we put a lot of time and effort into making sure that we care about our franchises and that we take care of our franchises and we treat them like family. And the best thing that I can hear from a franchise owner after they've been a franchise for 10 or 15 or 20 years is when they go back to that day that they came through the discovery day and they tell me how appreciative they are that they purchased a home team franchise and how it changed their life and it gave them an opportunity that they didn't have in their in their past employment. And so the culture of home team is something that I think has allowed me to stay here for 17 years. It's the reason that our founder is still here after 30 years. And it's the reason why our franchise owners uh, continue to be successful and, uh, and prospects continue to open home team franchises. I'll call out something that I noticed on your website that you don't often find with franchise organizations, and that's that your teams also help your new franchisees with business licensing, insurance, getting bank relationships started, helping them with the business side, as I think I read too on your site, that most of your franchisees haven't owned a franchise before. So you're really going the extra mile to assure that they've gotten a strong foundation underneath them that they're doing it properly. And I think that's very commendable. Well, I appreciate that. We do put a lot of effort into uh, assisting our franchises with every aspect of opening their business. You know, it's the home inspection industry. So as you can imagine, there is licensing in some states and there's regulations. And so we, of course, ensure that our franchisees not only meet those base licensing and regulations, but even in states where home inspection licensing doesn't exist, we still have our franchise owners take and pass the National Home Inspectors exam and go through the same type of training that they would require in a licensed state. In addition, as you mentioned, we put a lot of time and effort into making sure that our franchises set up their businesses properly. We work with our franchises for their financial goals. We set up their budgets and their performance and their business plans. And, uh, and then we work with our franchises, our business coaches especially, to make sure that they're meeting their goals. And when they're ready to take the next step and build their franchise to the next team, we're there to, to give them guidance on that as well. And I think that that is, is part of any successful franchise. Fortunately, franchising is full of a lot of very strong and capable franchisors that are very beneficial to their franchisees. But unfortunately, there's also a lot of uh, franchisors out there that maybe are growing too quickly or, or maybe aren't offering some of the things that franchisees need. And so as we see that in the industry, we're very passionate to make sure that we give our franchisees uh, many tools to be successful as possible. As part of your selection process, do you do any kind of screening or any kind of profile? to assess what skills are being brought with your candidates uh, and then what you can train based on what they've brought? Yes. Um, so we have an ideal candidate overview, which basically explains what we're looking for in a franchise. And of course, that there's lots of different people that meet that on, on, on different ways. But we do a pretty in-depth financial analysis of our franchises. We also do an in-depth personality test to make sure that they have the, uh, the type of personality that can build relationships and be successful in a 
industry that is very much about building friendships and building relationships and talking to people. And so we've learned over the years what makes a franchise successful. And so as they go through that discovery process, before they come to Discovery Day, our franchise development team makes sure that they meet all of those different candidate snapshot components. And then through the Discovery Day process, we make sure that this is not only a good fit for them, but that it's a good fit for home team as well before we sign that 10-year agreement. This has really been enlightening, Adam, and I've enjoyed the conversation. What about some contact info if there's anyone listening that might want to pick your brain a little further than time allowed us to do here today? I'm more than happy for anybody in franchising to reach out to me. Our franchise website for real estate agents and clients is hometeam.com. Our development site is hometeamfranchise.com. And my personal email is adam at hometeam.com. Adam, I marvel at how many people I know in the franchise world, about 7,800 first-tier connections in LinkedIn, and yet I run across an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody like you today who's clearly doing the right stuff and has been doing it for quite some time and that I didn't get to meet you before now. So my hope is that in the year ahead, the next IFA convention will be under one roof and we can all be together and say hello face-to-face. But for now, I want to thank you for sharing a great deal of useful information here on Franchise Today. Well, thank you, Stan. It's definitely been a great opportunity for me as well. I appreciate your time and I hope that it's it's helpful to your listeners. Well, that's it for today. I'll be back again next week to do it yet again. But until then, keep making great things happen for your franchisees, for yourselves, and all of those in your orbit. Work smarter, hit the gas harder, and punch through whatever might try getting in your way. I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.